High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. The, the issue of the President and Michael D. Higgins, I found, I must say, on a personal level, uh, quite extraordinary. President Michael D. Higgins, in a, in a eulogy, really, on Fidel Castro, he said, Fidel Castro will be remembered as a giant among global leaders whose view was not only one of freedom for his people, but for all the oppressed and excluded people on the planet. I thought that was amazing. I don't think... Uh, that represented the views of the Irish, of a large majority of the Irish people. But more importantly, um, I don't think the president uh, had that right, really, to say that. Constitutionalists might explain. Now, uh, it's quite a few years ago, before uh, President Higgins took office, when he was a TD in Galway, he engaged on a de- in a debate with with Michael D. Higgins. In fact, I think on the peace ships that were heading towards Palestine and he engaged in a robust debate with Michael Graham. Here's a a sample of what it sounded like. Young people from the United States are traveling all over the world again. They're welcome in Europe. They're backpackers in hostels. People are talking to them because the image of the United States we've got away from this warmongering is getting better. There are many mistakes Obama is making. At least 47 million people that the likes of you condemn to no health care in a country that I was proud to work in. These people are going to have some health care. Okay. So this is the issue. Are so therefore be proud to be a decent American rather than be just a or whipping up fear. Well, uh, that's one one of the rare occasions Michael Graham was uh, speechless. He joins me now from Washington, D.C. Michael, over the weekend, um, you would have read and heard what Michael D. Higgins said about Fidel Castro. Now, given you're not his number one fan, uh, does this increase your lack of uh, regard for the president? Well, it certainly was fascinating watching somebody praise a guy who murdered his own citizens, ran a terror state to keep himself in power, who literally arrested 9,000 political opponents this year, his regime did, who ran uh, execution squads, and then to hear him praised. And so all I could ask was, well, Mr. Higgins, who is the W word now? That's all I could ask, George. But what about the fact that every Cuban child has gone to school, which they would not have done under Batista, the previous dictator, uh-huh. or, or, and the Cuban Health Service is, is rated as amongst the best in the world? How do you rate and, and the food in the prisons, I understand, is absolutely delicious. And the bullets that they use when they execute you are intent, entirely environmentally friendly, which I admire that. You have to, it's ludicrous, George. It's the Hitler made the trains run on time, and I know that's a touchy subjects for the Irish because of space, and Michael D. Higgins would have probably been sending eulogies to Berlin when they dragged Ava and uh, Adolf out of the bunker. You know, if we're going to go back 50, 60, 70 years. In the year 2016, to be praising a dictatorial uh, totalitarian thug who throws gay people in jail, hello, Michael Higgins, who is virulently anti-Catholic, like the Pope having to beg to let priests uh, 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 you know, do their ministry in the state of Cuba, and they were repeatedly restricted the access of priests to his own people, and on and on and on and on. I mean, George, this isn't a close call. Who, what sane, small-l liberal in the world is praising 
Fidel Castro. Well, who is president? I notice Angela Merkel has been notably quiet, as has uh, Theresa May, uh, the British Prime Minister. Uh, it, and, you know, quiet is fine. If Michael D. Higgins, look, and here's the deal. One of his socialist heroes has fallen. When he saw that today in China the media are being censored and no criticism of Castro is being allowed, Higgins thought to himself, damn, if only we could do that in Ireland. We're going to run a proper socialist state the way good old Fidel knew how to do it. This is who Higgins and his lefty friends support. This is their vision. By the way, my Twitter feed this weekend was fascinating, full of listeners to News Talk and George Hook listeners who are Twittering me, making the case for Castro again and again. Higgins is an oddball on this. It's astonishing what it means to be a member of the left in Europe today and the vile uh, behavior you will defend in the cause of progressivism. Yeah, but the left or the right, whether in America or in Ireland, the left is entitled to hold its views as much as the right is. I mean, like, I happen to agree with you on the issue of Fidel Castro, but I would, I would, I mean, when Batista was overturned, uh, I thought it was the best thing that ever happened to that that nation, just as I thought the best thing that had ever happened to Haiti was when Papa Doc Duvalier was uh, overthrown. Uh, yet the people of Haiti are no better off. Um, uh, the people of Cuba appear to be better off in terms of education and health care, but as... Well, well, George, what do you mean by that? What do you, well, you're, 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 everyone I was goes about to, to finish. Where you, learn, where you learn government propaganda... Everyone gets health care, but the health care you get uh, is, uh, you know, uh, is you know, decent by third-world country states, but it's not what it could be if they had a free, open economy. And not only that, the best health care is reserved for the friends of Fidel, to, to, for the political apparatchiks. It's a horrific way to run a state. And, you're, and no one complains about it, of course, because you don't want to be one of the 9,000 people arrested this year for being political opponents of Fidel Castro. If Cuba is the glory land of education and health care that Irish liberals keep telling it is, why do people climb on rickety rafts and, and risk shark attacks just to get away? All the Irish who are visiting have plane tickets to let them get back out again. But one of the concerns Jim has, and I share it, is the president offered condolences on behalf of the people of Ireland. I mean, he didn't offer condolences on my behalf, or on, in fact, on, on the, I suggest, on the behalf of a ton of people, probably as much as 50% of the population, because 50% of the population would probably be, uh, 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 you know, opposed, although... Right. Homosexuality uh, was decriminalized in Cuba in 1979. There are no death squads in Cuba. There are more people in jail in America than Cuba, uh, in fact, than anywhere. <laughs> and uh, Brendan Ogle, a distinguished left-winger, uh, sent me that text. Well, I'm, I'm the, obviously the number about prisons is idiotic given that America has 320 million people compared to Cuba. But no one is in prison because they criticized Barack Obama. Nobody, <laughs> uh, 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 Barack Obama, Richard Nixon, you name the president, none of them executed their opponents with firing squads. Che Guevara, that dirtbag uh, sleazeball who gloried in executing people in front of their own children so the children could tell the story. I mean, this is, this is a horrific, awful regime. And the fact that so many of the Irish left are so 
uh, uh, Frankl was so uh, willing to praise people like Castro and Chavez and, uh, and, and the Sandinistas and on and on just shows that they don't be- you don't believe in liberty. You don't believe in freedom. What you but, believe is your order imposed on others for the grand, glorious ca- cause. Yeah, uh, the texts are coming in thick and fast, although I think Ed is hovering over his telephone to send them to me. Uh, Ed is back on. Pinochet and Castro were both despots, but the Irish left had double standards. They demonized Mm -hmm. Pinochet and idolized Castro. And also, Pinochet eventually allowed elections, and he handed over his government to an elected government that went on by the way to prosecute him. Castro never allowed an election, never allowed any political party other than the Communist Party, and all over Europe, particularly as its wave of reaction is is occurring from people who are sick and tired of the top-down Brussels model, all these European lefties are saying, I wish we had that system. If only we could stop this democracy. Stop letting people vote vote on Brexit. Stop letting people vote on getting in the EU. Let's end all this crazy democracy stuff. Fidel was right. But uh, America would naturally have a slightly different view because I'm old enough to remember, you know, thinking the world was going to end and that I would be blown up in uh, uh, a Hiroshima-like explosion when the Russians put uh, nuclear weapons on Cuba and Kennedy, of course, made them stand down uh, and he stood up to the Russians and and by definition Cubans. You, you know the rest of the story, right? That during that conflict, Fidel Castro appealed to Khrushchev to use nukes on America. He asked Khrushchev, please. I don't know that, Michael. I don't and know Khrushchev, that. And, and you can see the record today, thanks to uh, the documents that were released after the fall of the Berlin Wall. And you can read Khrushchev's very reasonable reply. <laughs> don't want to end this all in fire. When Khrushchev is the reasonable guy in the room, You've got some crazy people in the room, and that's what Fidel Castro was. All a right. crazy despot. I'm not sure whether he's a fan of yours or not, but Brian in Athlone uh, is on the telephone. Brian, Michael Graham, and myself are sitting here waiting for you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm certainly not a fan of Michael Graham. <laughs> well, it's, it's the station's democratic. Off you go. Oh, no, no, I have no problem. I, I enjoy listening to him. Just because... Like I don't, I don't agree with a whole lot of what you say, but I enjoy listening to the show. All right, but tell me about Castro. Well, uh, I have been to Cuba. Uh, I honeymooned there two years ago, three years ago. Sorry, uh, Castro. Obviously, was not a good person, but you can't cascade Castro and eulogize the likes of Kennedy and successive American presidents from the uh, end of the Second World War. They've been responsible for the deaths of, uh, and human rights abuses. <coughs> far outweighing anything Castro has done. Michael? I mean, your, your, your Mr. Bush has us in the manure that we're in, almost almost entirely due to uh, George Bush, who rates in the top ten worst American presidents uh, of all time. Uh, yeah, yeah the, uh, the, uh, the Obama approach is working out great. But I want to get back to these human rights abuses that uh, Americans, I'm sorry, what, what, what are you talking about? It's called Guantanamo, Michael. People were prosecuted for Abu Ghraib as they should have been because that was outrageous, absolutely lawless behavior. But the only way to compare Guantanamo Bay to Fidel's Cuba is to assume that every Cuban citizen roaming down the streets is in fact an al-Qaeda terrorist. And they're not. 
You treat al-Qaeda terrorists different from citizens, unless you're Fidel Castro, in which case every person with a mind and a voice is a potential, quote, terrorist. But, like, Brian, your American government tried to starve the Cuban, Cuban people into submission. Wait, wait, how can, 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 how can we starve a country that's free to trade with every other country on the planet, as you just mentioned? Well, you flew to, to yeah, Cuba. You, you Hold on, it. Brian, your, Brian. Pres, your beloved President Kennedy, well, he made mm-hmm. sure that he got his supplies of Cuban cigars out of, out of Cuba before he slapped the embargo on, you know. I agree with you, but remember the embargo is one country, the United States. The rest yeah. of the world can do business with Cuba, and let Fidel Castro managed to keep his people living in destitute poverty while he was rich and hooked in you know, uh, living this great lifestyle because the Fidel family runs every business that makes any real money. And when you uh, went to Cuba, if you stayed in a nice hotel, you helped make these thugs rich. I stayed in nice hotels. I also stayed in people's houses. Yeah, but Brian, just you and I would probably agree in one thing that despite uh, Michael, uh, if we had a choice, you and I, we'd prefer to live under Castro than Batista, would we? I would uh, imagine that would be a no-brainer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How about how about Castro versus America, which is the vote that twenty percent of the Cuban population has made? made, despite not being allowed to freely leave. And there's a reason why they don't spy on athletes when they travel. They don't want to go back. Look, anyone in Ireland who wants to live under Fidel Castro, move right in. Go right ahead. Enjoy. The country's uh, I, I waiting would, for you. I would probably be a lot safer in Cuba than I would be in America. All right. Uh, not that, from your government, you would. Okay. <laughs> uh, Brian, thank you so much. Brian Natlone there. Thank you. Michael. Michael. Michael, um, you know, his final point, which we had to truncate. But, I mean, um, you probably are a lot safer in the streets of Cuba than you might be in parts of American cities. Yeah, you're just not as safe in your own living room. If your neighbor overhears you criticizing your uh, uh, government, you're not safe in a library where you're trying to read a book that your government won't let you read or log on to the Internet to get information. Your government. I mean, we're talking about a totalitarian terrorist state where people are jailed for their politics right. and no amount of talking about how America isn't perfect or Ireland okay. is Okay, I have another I have another uh, Michael uh, for another listener for you Michael Neil is on the line hello Neil you better declare first uh, pro or con Michael Graham <laughs> sometimes, sometimes pro, sometimes con. Depends okay. on how much coffee I've had. Where are you on Me this too. one? Where are you on this one? Well, I think my my issue here is it's being treated as a black and white thing. Where I don't mean in terms of color, but I mean in terms of the the problem. He did a lot of good things for the country, but he also, you know, crushed people not politically but with a gun. You know, so like yes. Uh, the education level is high, not just for third level, but third world, but for everywhere. Medical care is massive. The you know the, the certain parts of the arts are huge in Cuba, and the, everybody I've been there myself. But he also shot people and kind of ruled with an iron fist. And when you arrive in Havana Airport, for example, there's in the four corners of the arrivals hall, there's lads with machine guns. Now it doesn't bother me because I've nothing to hide, and I'm getting on a plane. As you said earlier, I'm getting on a plane home. Uh, but the people I, I would have spoken to in Havana and Vinales and the different places we went to, uh, also on our honeymoon, like a previous caller, um, they all kind of said, yes, we're being watched. We're all on registers. You know, there's a, a very tight grip on the people of Cuba. But they also would say in the same breath, if you have nothing to hide, 
there's not there's nothing to worry about. Now, the the the, the income is very low, uh, but you know you, they're not out there buying lattes and Starbucks. Okay, you know but, I mean? so, yeah, Neil, it just there is a key point which prompted this whole discussion uh, about Castro was the point that um, Senator Ronald Mullen, for instance, said it was a fawning tribute and it was offensive. It was wholly inappropriate. So what's your view on President Higgins' uh, remarks about Fidel Castro? He said he was speaking on behalf of the American people, or the Irish people, I'm sorry. It's a difficult one. You know, to me, the president, he's a beautiful little hippie. He's a very nice man. And, uh, <laughs> the, but the problem is, it's half the story. You know, his, his, his statement was half the story. And, like, you know, if you, want to, if you want to be like a lot of people and only look at the half that suits you, then his statement is 100% accurate. But he, he did leave out a lot of the negative stuff. But that's, you know, maybe he just decided to leave it out. And I don't think you can do that when you're talking about someone like Castro who, to balance the, the fawningness and the loveliness and the hugs that, that, that were in the statement, there's a huge amount of awful stuff that he did, you know? Okay. So it's all got to be balanced is what I'm, what I'm trying to bring in. It's not all, it's not all negative like uh, Mr. Graham there, <laughs> yeah, but right. it's, not all, it's not all, you know, roses and chocolate okay. like the president. Thank, thanks very much, Neil. Uh, well, Graham, the interesting thing there is our two callers had the advantage on you and me. Uh, they both were in Cuba. Right. Uh, yeah, um, but, and, and there's also this, this notion that I just, I'm sorry, I reject, and I, this is my opinion, I could be totally wrong, but we, I'm hearing a lot of the, you know, uh, Hitler put Germany back to work. You know, he was a vegetarian. He respected Italy. He was Hitler. You know, I'm, I'm, look, I'm sure Fidel Castro you know, uh, petted dogs and loved children and <laughs> handed money out to charity. He was Fidel Castro. He ran a totalitarian terror-based state where people yeah. were terrified of their own neighbors. And anything good that happens beside the point, you can have health care like Ireland and America do, and you can have schools like Ireland and America do without the totalitarianism. And this is just a bizarre world view. Yeah, but uh, there you see the problem for you being American is too many people remember uh, Agent Orange in in uh, mm -hmm. Asia. They the pretense that the Americans weren't actually bam bombing Cambodia. The the fact that the CIA um, arranged for the assassination of Allende in Chile. American hands are simply not clean, and American hands have invariably supported right-wing dictators uh, rather than left-wing ones. Uh, America Your is history not is perfect. not Yeah, thank you. And, and uh, That's not a problem. We're a, we're a democracy, and we correct, and we vote people out of power. We also, by the way, stand with the defenders of freedom, which is why we stood against the Soviet Union while the Europeans were appeasing and leaving 100 million people living in uh, another totalitarian system. We supported freedom fighters in Central America who wanted democracy against the Sandinistas, who, in addition to raping and murdering them, were backed by Cuba. And, uh, by the way, don't forget, Fidel also sent 50,000 troops into Africa to slaughter people who were trying to fight for a government he didn't like. Okay. So uh, I'm, I'm happy to stand by America's record. If anyone wants to suggest that Cuba has done one one thousand, excuse me, Fidel Castro has done one thousandth of good in the world that America has done, I'm happy to have that conversation. All right, Michael Graham.
of a Monday, believe it or not. You'll be back on Friday, so that's uh, twice in one week. That's good value for you. My thanks to listeners, Neil and Brian, and, of course, to all of you uh, that... Uh, Everybody uh, who sent in an enormous amount of text. Um, the uh, uh, Marie or says, I strongly object to President Michael D. Higgins being used for cheap media fodder or to satisfy your prejudices. Uh, I think the president has to... Uh, be scrutinised, particularly on issues of where he stands constitutionally. The president qualified his remarks by saying, another listener says, he always brought up the issue of human rights when meeting Castle. George, which country was it that bombed two civilian cities with nuclear bombs as an act of terrorism? You're talking about Nagasaki and Hiroshima? I can tell you this. I am absolutely certain uh, that every mother, father, brother, sister, son or daughter um, who had a soldier likely to go into the Pacific to fight Japan uh, would have supported the dropping of those nuclear bombs which shortened the war. And uh, that the bombs have never been dropped again uh, is an indication of where the world is. Uh, 